Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second Take the Black Live episode of the Year of Our Lord, New Year 2020. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net, here with also editor of WinnersComing.net, Daniel Roman, who will be joining us on this long, wonderful adventure. Daniel, how is your new year going so far? Uh, it's been fantastic so far. It's been oh, yeah? great to be working on the site so much and keeping Fun. up on the fantasy sci-fi news, which is what we're doing here. So I feel like my thumb is more on the pulse than ever before because we're just in it every day. <laughs> it- it has been fun so far. We're only two weeks in, and I'm having a good time. Um, yeah, so far 2022 is, I'm going to say an improvement on 2021. If for no other reason, then um, work's been nice. The weather's been more or less fine. We got our office back here. So and I, I found this gavel lying around the office. I'm going to be using that a little oh. more, incorporating into my prop work. And thanks for joining us, everybody. Hey, nice. Jen. Hey, Martha. I thought that we would do this episode. Um, you know, 2022 will be a giant year for all things TV, books, movies, fantasy, as usual. But I feel like this is the year where we'll finally see the full... Okay, I'm going to go with the metaphor here. We're finally going to see the tree planted by Game of Thrones in terms of um, all the other studios planting seeds. The, 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 the after Game of Thrones tree will fully bloom and blossom and bear fruit <laughs> this year. I think that kind of half worked. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, because I think that's a good metaphor for it. <laughs> sure. I'll workshop that because we have a lot of series that were kind of made in Game of Thrones image coming to bear this year. We got the Lord of the Rings show. We got probably yes. more Wheel of Time, maybe more Witcher. And of course, we have, most importantly, the actual Game of Thrones prequel series, House of the Dragon. I mean, three years yes. out. Not that bad. I mean, I've always thought, I've always said that if like, if Game of Thrones aired on AMC, they would have had a prequel out like a month after it ended. But on HBO, we waited three years, which I think is a respectable time. It's weird. Like, it doesn't feel like that long ago to me, but I realize that I may be heavily biased because I'm like in it so much that the show was on. But um, for the rest of folk, I'm looking forward to seeing how they react to Game of Thrones 2.0 or 0.0, however you want to call it, when it comes around sometime <laughs> uh, in the fallish winter, most likely. 
Yeah, I don't think it, you know, it hasn't been that long. It kind of in the grand scheme of things, it, you're right. If it was AMC, they they probably would have had it oh. a month before it was over concurrently based yeah. on what they've done with The Walking Dead. Um, but, you know, you look at stuff like Dexter, like that just came out with its it, it's kind of a spinoff, kind of a sequel season. But that was like eight years, almost nine years. So, yeah, eight, HBO was kind of on of... that spinoff train. Yeah. That, were, that was were, I mean, definitely different. Like, Dexter belongs to that different thing where it's probably like Arrested Development-esque, like coming back after years yeah. off the air thing. That's a whole separate tree, whole different metaphor. But yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. And we got Julie calling us D&D. Thank you. I appreciate the nickname. I will, nice. I will fully embrace that, by the way. I think it's solid. Hey, Martha. Hey, Jen. Hey, Christian. What yeah, have I'm it. on board with D&D. It feels like carrying on the Game of Thrones legacy. So It does. Um, ha- 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 have you ever dabbled, just Daniel, just a little banter, quick talk in a D&D yourself? Have you ever played a game of Dungeons and Dragons, Santa Roman? I have. So I have not played you Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. I, I won't lie. I won't lie to the people. This is only my <laughs> second or third time on the podcast. We can't start off on that foot. We're not in King's Landing. Um, I played a, I've played a couple of campaigns of a different tabletop system called GURPS. I haven't played D&D, though. I know that is a yeah, uh, it's like a general role playing system. You can apply it to any type of world, basically. Um, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. I know that's a a mark of shame on my nerd resume, so I need yeah, to fix that in fine. the coming year. <laughs> How about I yourself? Mean, have you- Critical Role has their own Dungeons and Dragons TV show. I mean, clearly there's money in it. I have. I did it in college. Yeah. Um, I was a bard named Carol Larue, and I just visited Ooh. a Carol a Carol training impression. That was what I wanted to do. I was in it for the voices mostly, um, but that was a long nice. time ago. And um, it comes back anyway, um, as Christian <laughs> says, they would have had uh, AMC would have had fear of the throne by now, which I think is, is pretty clever. Anyway, Truth. house of the dragon coming this year. I thought we would take an opportunity here at the top of the year to kind of, because we're starting to get, I think they're wrapping up, they're wrapping up filming. And we're getting some photos from it, which, which is always fun. It was always fun during Game of Thrones time. So I look at what they're doing behind the scenes to guess at what's happening. And I thought we'd go over yeah. some few photos from the set. Don't tell anybody, anybody. And see if we can divine, <laughs> give our opinions on how things are going, including this photo of uh, Millie Alcook as young Rhaenyra Targaryen in her sort of uh, gray riding, hawking fantasy thing she's serving here. Um, yeah. costumes are always good in Game of Thrones always nice it, you know it's weird because I saw people on Twitter talking about this photo in particular and saying like it's hideous she would never wear that it's great I think it looks fine and also she has a lot of other clothes like there's a tons of costumes on this yeah. show we've seen her in like she's a flowy crap with lots of colors and gemstones and whatever she can wear gray sometime people it's okay yeah. it's a cloudy day she's that a day. princess she's got a wardrobe you would think yeah, probably a big one. And it's one of the Targaryen colors, right? Black and red. So it would make sense she'd have some black stuff in her in her armoire. I agree. Looks badass. Um, I will say yeah. this. So I always had this thought about the costumes in Game of Thrones. I thought that uh, by the end, while they still looked really cool, like Cersei's kind of armored gown she was into at the end, they started to look like less like medieval actual garb and more kind of like final fantasy villain um kind of like elaborate cosplay wear which i did not mind at all yeah like i thought it was great 
I did think the costumes kind of went off into um, maybe like uh, almost over designed a bit rather than like, this is like no one would actually wear that in medieval times. Right. But as yeah. long as my eyes entertained, I don't really mind. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair. I think they definitely went into um, like, final form of the characters by the end the end seasons <laughs> yeah. you know they're they're giving danny and john and cersei especially like their um you know their their outfits that like you said you wouldn't typically expect to see that actually as a as a more accurate medieval outfit which the early seasons were kind of a little stricter on minus the yeah. helmets in battle which was always a sticking point i mean it's tv i want to see their faces it's yeah. hard to do like exactly. medieval garb on a TV show because you always run the risk of having it look, look like a Renaissance fair, you know, which I yep. think like, like, I feel like Wheel of Time does a bit more. Like I look at that and I, you know, I see like kind of smoke coming out of Hobbit chimneys and people kind of in their little smocks and uh, vests. And after all these years, I still don't have a good vocabulary for medieval, medieval costumes, doublets. Yeah, right. And it looks a, it looks a little chintzier. Game of Thrones seems to know how to pull it off where it it they can wear this pretty elaborate stuff, but it never looks too silly to me. It kind of looks like, um, yeah, I want to see that recreated at Comic-Con. Yeah, I feel like if anything, the the like this wave, as we've been waiting for the tree to germinate uh, uh-huh. of, yeah, of yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones, right? We'll keep the metaphor going. Um, of Game of Thrones successors and stuff. I feel like it's given me more respect for the costuming job they did on Game of Thrones because like you have shows like The Wheel of Time, I think, toes it. Sometimes I think the costumes are great. Sometimes I totally see the Renaissance fair vibe you're talking about. Um, but then you've got shows Not like always. Cursed, which I don't Ooh. know if you saw Cursed at all. I watched I like it. an episode or two and the the, the costumes were they're pretty. They're not the best. Um so yeah, these shows have really made me appreciate the, the job that I think Michelle Clapton, the rest of the costuming yeah. department did on Thrones. I'm sure there's like tons of subtlety things they're doing to make it seem like that. that I just do not have the vernacular or vocabulary to appreciate. So if anybody out yeah. there is really into the costumes and wants to talk about stitching, feel free. Cause I'm, I'm not sure I'm qualified. <laughs> uh, I also, Oh, Jen liked curse, which got another season of that. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. They, they canceled it. Not every medieval theme show can become a critical and popular darling in last eight seasons, but um, maybe yep. a couple can, which is what we're all trying to see now. We also got, I liked this image from, okay, this is inside the red keep, which, okay. For so it. again, prequel series were hundred years before 200 years before Targaryens are in charge. This is very small, but I like that there is a, dragon sconce on the wall which again is is the kind of detail you want to see because in game of thrones times those won't be there because targaryens are gone robert baratheon's like take all those down put up a boar thing or just don't have anything or just like put uh, a (laughs) table with beer there or whatever um yeah it'll be cool to see and we already know they have done something like with the throne which is a nice how do you feel about that by the way i never asked you about that the new Iron Throne I, with the giant spikes all around the place, the kind of half measure between it's not a new throne, but yep. they are getting the effect of it looks different than it used to by putting just swords around it. Yeah. So I I really like that they redesigned the throne. I, 
you know, I wasn't one of those people who was like, who didn't like it in the original series because it, you know, it wasn't quite in line with mm-hmm. George R. R. Martin's crazy vision of gotcha. this towering mountain of swords. I like the way it was in the original series. I really like that they did the redesign. I think the redesign looks cool and, um, you know, a little more dangerous, a little more, um, it does look more dangerous, like a yeah. thing to be reckoned with to even go near it. Um, so that feels appropriate for kind of this prickly period of the Targaryen history. I'm curious to see how they tie that all in, though. You know, how they're going to explain. I would be disappointed if it got to the end of the show's run and the throne looked the same, because that would feel to me like, a you know, like a lapse of sure. continuity between House of the Dragon and the original series. So I'm hoping they I cover like their bases they look- with that. <laughs> I could see the final scene or toward the end, like Baylor the Blessed, like taking some of the, no, get those <laughs> out of there, all the swords or something. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I do like it, but it, it is a little, like, I almost would have they rather just redesigned the whole thing from the ground up, like a continuity be damned. Because it does, it, it, it is the same throne, but it's just stick swords around it. It's not only really made of swords, but whatever. It, 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 yes. it does look cool. As in case he says, King of Scabs yeah, I, cut his butt upon it. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. I think, I feel yeah. like one of their challenges with this crazy redesign they're doing of the Red Keep, I like the dragon sconce to bring it to, to yeah. comment on yes, that. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of, of the Targaryen stuff being around the Red Keep. I think that's a nice touch and I think it needs that. It'll be curious to me to see how they redesign the Red Keep without making it look a lot newer, if that makes sense. Like this is yes, 200 years completely. in the past. Yeah. So, I mean, they should though, right? Like it should look a little fresher. Like the red key's been finished for like not yeah. even a century yet. So I guess that's a fair point. It's not quite as degraded. Yeah. It, it yeah, literally it is shouldn't newer. look as degraded. So, so that's kind of a, an interesting quandary, right? It shouldn't look as degraded, but Westeros 200 years from now, it should look like they've made some advancements you would think in that 200 year period because it's I mean, not really like a classical think, period of westeros you'd think but i mean that goes that like gets into like the whole like why didn't they invent gunpowder yet thing and then you just kind of yeah. get into listen because george martin didn't want it because he wants to live in a world <laughs> where there's medieval there. times for for hundreds of years like at the end of the yeah. day and who can blame him that, uh <laughs> yeah we'll just leave it there some good comments here yeah. as Julie says, wish they'd hurry up with Outlander. Their cost is pretty realistic. Yeah. Outlander is coming out soon. I think in March, Julie, June, Ma- oh, March right. 6th. Okay. March. Yeah. Cool. They're, they're coming back for eight episodes, March 6th. And then because of COVID, they shortened this season. And then next season is going to be like 16 episodes. So it's going to mm-hmm. be really long, but yeah, Possibly March done. 6th. We'll see. As yeah. Christian says, I don't think it'll Robert- finish. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was I mean, just going to say, I think they'll keep obviously. going. Yeah. I mean, God, it, 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 it is hard when you get up to that level and you're that famous because then the stars can start demanding, like, I want multiple millions of dollars per episode. And unless you want to yep. recast Jamie Frazier, which is the reason which for no the season, wants. like, you, you just yeah. have to do it, which it's, yeah, it is interesting. Like, shows, there's a reason why shows tend to, like, kind of last for, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but I think like the kind of seven, seven, eight seasons thing is because that's as, that's as far as people pay attention. 
That's when the star starts degrading. Also, that's as far as you can like keep it going, especially if it's popular, because the money will start being too much for even what it's taking in. And then you have like things yeah. like they were making like a million for 20 episodes of friends back in the day, all six of them, like things can get pretty insane. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And it's insane. In the nineties, man, like in the nineties, yeah, $20 million dollars a year. Oh my God. And they were okay. still living in the same apartments. <laughs> I mean, Jennifer Aniston wasn't, she bought a couple of mansions, oh, but Rachel yeah, oh, was, 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 was still slumming it. Uh, let's yep. see. Phoebe, Phoebe still had her same place. We all know it. Did she have an apartment? We're getting way off track here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, as she, Julie says, she can did. you imagine? Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't. Okay. We'll talk about that later after the show. Um, as Julie says, can you imagine Fair. the tears once the episode airs? I know I'll be in tears. I will. I will wonder what my reaction will be when House of the Dragon comes on. Because again, I'm way too invested in this. It, it, it might be emotional. We'll see. And as Tarja says, yeah. love to you all from a night East Sweden. Thank you, Tarja from Sweden. Our Swedish ah, friends over Swedish. Thank friends. you, Tarja. All right. And finally, we have this little, little quick video of why don't you just say what's going on here? Because it's pretty interesting. Ooh, yeah, I love this. So I, I, I'm not 100% sure if we've gotten this confirmed, but I'm pretty sure this is a lighting rig to simulate dragon fire for the actors and, and the crew. It, you would think so, right? Like what else could I don't know what be? else could possibly be a flaming arrow, yeah. a really big one. Uh, yeah. F- from a trebuchet. Mm-hmm. Um, or a, or scorpion, I guess. Um, yeah. Whatever, so I think that's just so cool that they have a lighting rig like that to, to simulate where the dragon fire would be for the actors. Um, it's one of those movie magic things where it's like, all right, right. all right. It's cool to get that glimpse. It is pretty cool. And you know, there's something about like, sometimes you don't want to see how the sausage is made because it kind of takes the magic out of it. And sometimes you're like, yeah. I want that in, I want to own a bowling alley and I want that above it. Like that kind of thing, which I think this is giving me that, which I like. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, there is some, there is some badness to go around. They did in terms of House of the Dragon when it's coming out. I- I'm starting to hear like fall winter. There was some German magazine that published, um, I think, movie TV fall winter. That's not a guarantee or anything, but it makes sense. They're wrapping now, mm-hmm. and I we all thought they were going to announce it at this February 20th Las Vegas convention, but unsurprisingly, probably. HBO did can't did delay cancel. We'll see what happens. They delayed the official yeah. Game of Thrones fan convention. Great name um, to an undetermined date for obvious reasons. You know, um, mass gatherings aren't what they used to be. So uh, yep. I'm not sure what they'll do then. I I was they had to have been thinking of it like trailerizing and piping it up then, right? I can't imagine that they would have done an official their first. Right. It's the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure their first yeah. official three years after convention. the show's over the first Game of Thrones fan convention. Mm, you have an ulterior. Motive yeah, here. they had to be looking to to leapfrog off of that and drop something about House of the Dragon. I think, a you know, a teaser or a, like a release date was a real possibility there. Oh, yeah. I don't know how how them postponing this would affect it, though. Like, yeah, I don't think it, so, so you said, did they just wrap? Do we know if they've officially wrapped filming? (laughs) Word is uh, that the crew members, you know, that the crew is is doing that thing where they're like, what an amazing eight months going home to see the kids. And like, wow, it's been so amazing. (laughs) Time to go home, see the cats, like that kind of thing. So like, that's what it looks like. But but they haven't made like a word done announcement yet. Got it. Got it. Okay. So yeah. So maybe we can assume the the lion's share of the filming is done if they've got something like reshoots or smaller studio stuff 
we we don't know about it, but hopefully we'll know sometime soon. Um, I just i I would be really surprised if it ended up being a, a like a late year release. I I think that would kind of suck for HBO because you know the tree has germinated very fully by this point. So like Lots of trees in the in garden the fall, in the grove. Sorry. Yeah, the grove is overgrown. Um, huh. <laughs> and by the fall, by the fall, we've got the Lord of the Rings prequel from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Witcher comes back this year, which I don't think we're going to get more of the I main line show. Like, yeah, I, I agree yeah. But Blood Origins coming sometime this year. Yeah, we don't know when, but it's definitely this year. If Wheel of Time comes back, like that is supposedly already halfway Winter, through yeah. filming its second season, or it was like in the wind, like last December, it was supposedly like halfway through. I mean, they've um, like shown so, episodes already. So like that is pretty far yeah. along. I, I think yeah. that'll be back in like December or something. Yeah. They haven't, you know, they haven't shown Brandon Sanderson the scripts for the last two yet as of the finale premiere. He was Ooh. live streaming and talking about this because he's a consultant. Really? He gets the scripts. He reads them. He gives them notes. He hadn't seen the last two episode scripts. <laughs> so listen? I wonder if there's... <laughs> Yeah, well, he said on the thing, he was like, if you're listening, like, send me the scripts. Um, but I, I wonder if they're still shooting the the last two episodes. Oh, was sure. basically where I was going with that. But, but nice. yeah, so House of the Dragon, if it comes out late year, it's going to have a ton of competition for eyeballs. Yeah. Kind of. And if it, if it came out any earlier, it would have the house to keep to itself. But we'll see. <laughs> The grove, yeah, it would, it would, it would, yeah. it, it would grow the tallest. I don't know if it's one tree or many yes. trees, but that's just part of the fun. Um, yeah, I mean, as Martha and Jen are saying, they were they were thinking April or earlier, but I've, I'm, I'm more yeah. in line with Christian, who's saying with much more dragon CGI to put together, I can imagine the release date being closely in 2022, which I, I do probably think because again, I mean, you think three baby dragons is hard to animate. Try like yeah. 30 damn dragons flying around a various size. And I think the first season probably won't have that that much, but this is probably going to take some serious post-production. I, I would guess they're going to have to do it later. I'm actually going to have a choice. It'd be great to do it April. Sure. Of course, obviously that would be yeah. the preferred thing, but I just, I don't see how they could actually get away with that. If they want it to be good enough to stand up to Lord of the Rings. Yep. I think, as much as I would love to see it in April, I think that would have made sense for like thinking long game when Game of Thrones aired. April would have been mm-hmm. nice, but they haven't announced a release date yet, which makes me think oh, yeah. I'd be surprised to see it before this. I'm going to I'll be the optimist and say before the summer, sure. but late year does seem likely or possible, at least. As Martha reminds us, Game of Thrones smeared on April 17th, 2011, uh, over a decade ago now. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I don't feel old. That's fine. Oh, you no, are not old. Not. We're just 10, 10 years later. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts I am on the same age? The, yeah. <laughs> we're that age. Like, <laughs> I'm turning 30 again. No, we didn't do that stuff. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on House of the Dragon, Daniel? Anywhere else out there before we move on? Um, I don't think like, so. I mean, I'm excited to. We're, we're basically just keeping our eyes out for any news about this uh-huh, show. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. I don't hate Rhaenyra's outfit. I can I can see people complaining because no. she's the realm's delight and it's kind of dark and brooding. We've kind of only seen dark and brooding stuff or no, mostly dark and brooding stuff of her. We she did, has did worn we get like brighter these... outfits for her? 
Well, maybe not like teal blue or whatever. She's wearing like wearing like black and red flowy with like crystals and crap. It's not like she's just okay. like in a, a gray drab stuff. I mean, but That's no, she, she hasn't worn like, I mean, a Targaryen is not going to wear like acid green. Like that's not going to happen. But <laughs> we've seen yeah. things that are a little more um, elaborate, you know, with like, again, my vocabulary fails me with like structure and stuff on it and like the streamers and, st- yeah. you, you know, this whole thing. Stuff that's more conducive to to being the realm's delight as opposed to going, going wow. out and yeah. hunting stuff. Yeah. As Jenkins says, um, she's in dragon riding attire. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But okay. Oh, yeah. That's probably a, probably, a really yeah. good call. Yeah. There is like a shot of her behind the scenes talking to the lady who plays um, a young Allison Hightower. I'm looking forward to that. That could be juicy. Just like kind of teasing out the slow buildup of rivalry. I could see if they do yeah. a good job. It could be really, really satisfying, but we'll have to wait until I feel like April. Yeah. <laughs> I think they they picked those ages for them. Cause you know, in Fire and Blood, we see Rhaenyra and from when she's like a baby, if I remember right. So like they could have chosen any time <laughs> to have everything. flashbacks, but they specifically chose like young teenage Rhaenyra and Allison. Um, so I think you're probably right that they're gonna play up the the deep seated rivalry between them for um her, yeah i have one more question for you before we move on so i'm just curious i never got to ask you this no. do you think or do you prefer and do you think they're gonna do like uh flashbacks to teenage allison and rhaenyra and that whole crew or do you think they'll start as teenagers first three episodes and then like transition into older folk is this the crown model or is this a show that has huh. flashbacks model as long as it's not you know, the Witcher at the same time model, I'll be happy. Yeah. I think if they do flashbacks, I hope they do it kind of the way Game of Thrones did, where they were really sparing. Um, but they it was clear. One. Like they, they had, had that flashback, flashback to, do they, do they have one? Okay. So the more than that, thing. take that one <laughs> and do it like that, but more. Um, I hope that they, so since Game of Thrones didn't really do flashbacks, I kind of hope this show does because it seems sure, like the opportunity different. is there for them to to do it well, where it's like having the flashback to um, drive home things that are happening in the present, kind of like I Lost did yeah. when it was in its prime. I hope that if they do flashbacks, they pull it off that way. Um, but I don't know what I would prefer, honestly, if they can pull off the crown type thing. Um, I mean, it's Targaryens being Targaryen and Matt Smith is still going to be the same age, which is, a little weird for uh, I mean look, it's stuff. supposed to be creepy but it, it is creepy <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it makes there's, it any there's better. no getting around yeah the so I, do you have a preference not really the book of Boba Fett right now is doing the thing where like he's in the present but then they flash back periodically to his time with the Tuscan Raiders for like a good chunk of the episode and that's work. I think that's yeah. working more or less so they're both with I think it's working. I, the only thing I don't want is to do like a parallel stories at the same time. I don't want that, which I, I don't think we will get. So, cause I, yeah. I, I trust them more than that. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope you're right. I hope it's the flashbacks are to serve what's happening in the present more than their own, um, their own thing. And I think they're working on Boba Fett. I haven't seen today's. Um, my only thing is I wish there was a smidge less flashback and a smidge more in the there present. There is quite a bit. So I'm hoping yeah. they balance that. Um, it's a lovely show, got- like just the kind of um, yeah. the 
the pacing of it, the kind of way it takes its time. I like it. I enjoy the yeah. the, the big Jabba the Hutt twin cousins who are bickering on their giant yeah. ears. It's fun. It's it. It's fun. All right. Okay. Cool. We're going to move on from House of the Dragon. Let's do it. Although, obviously, we're excited. All right. So, we also got coming up in March. Um, they're going to try this Batman thing again. They've got the yep. Batman starring um, Robert Pattinson as the Batman. And we also got a whole bevy of villains. And mostly, this is just an opportunity to look at their clothes and go, ooh. Because we got Paul yeah. Dano here as a Riddler who is serving kind of like Zodiac killer, Unabomber, uh, flasher yep. chic um, in this trench coat that looks like it's lined with bombs or wristwatches he stole and is going to sell you when he opens them up with a question yeah. mark. Do you like this? Let's do the Riddler. But now he's gritty and dark and wicked. I'm really torn. I'm really, I mean, I, I kind of liked like the classic Riddler. It's just so easy for mm. it to be real campy. So yes, I can understand why they did this. <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like with the new the villain, photos, are I just split. keep, are they? Yeah. Yes, I they keep are. staring at these being like, I just can't decide how I feel about this. I need to actually see him in action, I guess, because it's weird. It's no matter how I feel like no matter what you expected from the Riddler in this movie, like, did anyone expect it to actually look like this? I didn't. Um, no, I, I was excited so. to see what they did, but I would never have guessed that he would look like that. So I'm I'm willing to give them the chance, though, because it's Matt Reeves. I, I didn't make the connection earlier, but that's the guy who did. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet okay. of the Apes. And those movies were fantastic. I did like um, so good. I'll give them a chance. I'll give them the chance to do it. How about you? I'm enjoying are your how split the commenters are. Like Julie likes it. Yeah. Uh, Jen says it's freaky. Christian thinks it's horrible. <laughs> so we have a, 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 a fun little break. He looks like algae. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. weird. Algae. Um, algae that's going to mess up, you know all the things you were hoping wouldn't get algae on them. He is the yeah, algae of the al- Batman world. Al- algae that will um, trap you in a jigsaw like puzzle. We have, to, we have to like solve algebra problems or you die is what I'm going to guess. This algebra, kind of guy kind of does algebra problems. A- yeah. Algebra trigonometry trigonometry. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, honestly, the, the, the whole thing makes me feel like, this movie seems like set up for a bunch of different shows. Like, for example, uh, we also got Colin Farrell yeah. as Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin. I mean, I like Paul Dano. I will say Best when they picture. say Paul, Paul Dano's the Riddler, I was like, yeah, because he's weird and he's creepy. There will be blood and everything. It's just kind of very off-putting and unsettling. Colin Farrell, I was like, yeah. the Penguin? Really? But now that I look uh, at this, yeah. what do you think? I think... I just keep staring at this photo in utter confusion. Um, I, I think they did the, the prosthetics people on the movie did an incredible job because like, I didn't know that was Colin Farrell when I first saw it. And I was no. like, Oh, here's this guy. It's the penguin. Who is that? And then I saw Colin Farrell and it blew my mind. So I think there's a chance it could be really great, really incredible. Um, I think Colin Farrell's a solid actor. Um, most sure. things I've seen him in, I enjoyed him in. So I feel like when the prosthetics are this good, that makes me feel like it could be a 
role where he's really able to transform himself and and give it like a next level performance. That's my hope. I'm sure it could be good. I like Colin Farrell. I do wonder, like, why not just get an actual ugly person? Like, why do you need to get Colin Farrell and then put him in tons of prosthetics to make him look like this? I mean, why not? I can't name anybody now because I just said an ugly person. But, you know, there are other people who I don't know. I would go to first if I were casting them. It feels like like Matt. He owed he owed him a favor, Matt Reeves. I don't know. I, I'm I like yeah. Colin Farrell. He'll be cool, and he does look good. It's an interesting choice. It's definitely an interest. Like, what was that casting process like? Where they were like, "All right, Colin." Like, did he come in and he was like, "Yeah, I got the penguin." I understand. Like, how <laughs> did they get from Colin Farrell's audition tape to to that? I I want to know. Like, who played Baron Harkonnen in Dune? Um, something Skarsgård. He was Selling great. Skarsgård. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God. He would be a terrifying penguin. Wouldn't he? Okay. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not casting. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's about <laughs> me. I'll, I'll go see it. I mean, it does like he already <laughs> exactly. Folk people are laughing that I dug myself a hole. I think Stellan Skarsgård is a nice, I don't know what it looks like. He's a nice looking man. Um, he certainly I mean, like, doesn't look example, like he does in Dune. You were making that no. comparison to his Dune character. Yes. To Baron Harkonnen, who is an ugly person yes. as described in the picture. He, of the he's Yes. Yep, that's canonical. Inside and out. Yeah, <laughs> very canonical. Yes. Um, I mean, so Colin Farrell already has a Penguin spinoff coming to HBO Max. I, yeah. I Look, like the movie might be good. I just feel like they are, they're doing it so they can make a new franchise not to make a movie. Like they already have like a Gotham PD spinoff revving up. They have a, now a Penguin spinoff. I, I mean, Zoe Saldana looks great as Catwoman. I'm sure she might get a yeah. spot or something. And, and I think that's what they want to do. There are already rumors. So, like, of course, we'll see the Joker because I want to set up something else. And it might be played by, oh, the the kid, one from, from Eternals, whose name, whose name escapes me. I, I can just feel them fishing for the engagement with this one. And um, yeah. e- even if I enjoy it, I always feel a little entrapped. Yeah, you know, I'm. it's tough with all the, everyone wants their own cinematic universe and DC has just been trying and trying and like they have one now. But yeah, I don't love, I'm not a fan of the theme of series giving spinoffs before whatever the spinoff yeah. is for is even out. Because it does feel a little like, like Hawkeye did this too. And I watched Hawkeye with someone who wasn't super up on this news so Echo came mm-hmm. on and I was like, oh, yeah, Echo, she's going to have her own show. And it, it was there was a groan in the room because that is the pattern of we've got you to watch one show. Here's more spinoffs for it. And more than that, with DC, too, it's been kind of hit or miss their shows. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious what the deal is going to be with this Penguin show. I, I mean, I'm not going to watch it. To be honest, but maybe we'll uh, maybe I will be we'll after the to. movie. Yeah, exactly. By the way, uh, Gilherme asked if we did the cred keep. We did Gilherme. That was at the top of the show. But um, yep. you know, we're on YouTube, Facebook. You can go back and watch the beginning on our YouTube page. Coming down yeah, next. totally. The YouTube page. I recommend it. The recap is um, there where it will be when this show's over. I mean, it, it's streaming there live right now. We're, we're live on Facebook and YouTube as we speak. Um. <laughs> Moving on, by the way, anything else you're watching, Daniel? Anything else anyone out there is watching at the moment they want to share with us? What are you watching, Daniel? Um, well, I'm watching the Book of Boba Fett. I'm also oh, yeah. watching the ex- 
yeah watching the expanse the finale of mm-hmm. the expanse is Ooh. this friday i've been reviewing that on the site so i i've actually already seen the expanse but i'm re-watching Whoa. it as it's going live the finale is epic so i'm super excited to to rewatch that one it's an hour and a half so it's a double size episode or like an episode and a half um cool. and yeah uh, i also started ted lasso <laughs> Oh, you, thought, uh, you did? To go totally the other direction. It's a feel-good oh, no, it show, man. It is. That show, I, I, I was in your place. Like, everyone was saying, you got to watch Ted Lasso. You got to watch Lasso. I'm like, fine. So I got it. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, those biscuits. The biscuits got me right in the heart. And it just... How about you? What moving. are you watching? I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, Boba Fett, watching that. As Julia says, she's watching Vikings. Just the old show, Julia. Are you nice. catching up? Or just, um, ooh, and The Maid, which is making quite a splash on Netflix. Christian's watching Dexter, which I think is about, no, cool. it did finish. It ended. Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, it did end it. For good this time. I need maybe. to catch up on Dexter. I haven't watched it yet. I know how I it like ends, watched, but I haven't watched it. I watched the first four seasons, then I kind of, of the original show, and then I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. Oh, um, oh, that's tough. I, <laughs> that's tough. You stopped at the peak. I saw all of the original exactly. series. I was one of the angry fans at at the end of the <laughs> the show. Um, but yeah, there's still good stuff ahead. Oh, I'm sure but you saw the best season. I would there's say there's a lot to watch though. Like I'm watching Attack yes. on Titans back, which is I, I know like no oh, one here that? watches, but it's a it's great. That show is very interesting to me. I will dip into anime occasionally if it's really highly recommended. And this one made a yeah. big splash a bunch of years ago. And I, yep. I watched it and I, I, I've rarely watched a show that's just, it has this kind of hopelessness to it that has a, mm. exerts a gravitational pull on me. It's Ooh. gross and very grim, <laughs> but um, I do find it compelling. And it's the ends right now. So they're going to go end. Yeah. It combines like that complete sort of, Japanese RPG anime nonsense with some really grounded stuff in a way that I haven't really seen before. I, I like it a lot. I'm also cool. watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, which is a, a Danny McBride show. Do you ever watch Eastbound and Down or Vice Principals or anything? Yeah, I'm familiar at least. How is it's it? It's fun. It's good. That show's good. About a uh, John Goodman is a mega preacher, and uh, oh, which is I cool. think fertile ground for comedy. So it's it, it, it yeah. it's pretty solid. And everyone Sweet. else, I could see John Goodman being stuff. really good at that too. He is very, very good. Natalie says, watch well, Jump funny. Yes. I, Natalie, it's a funny show, right? Um, <laughs> I like Dan. I didn't like Dan McBride for a while, and I got introduced to him. Uh, his enthusiastic embrace of complete tastelessness, I think, is <laughs> endearing. That, that is a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. And Julie's on Viking Season 6. Is that the last one? I forget. And Tarja is Outlander and F Boy Island, which I believe is an <laughs> HBO Max original. That one oh, was um, that's nice. a weird one. I think I'm actually not 100 sure, but yeah, there's lots of good stuff on, and there's more to come. Like again, yeah. Outlander's around the corner. We got Peacemaker, which I might dip into. We'll see about that. Yep. Um, what's coming up? I just heard about Legend uh, of Vox Machina, like today or yesterday, and I that one's kind of intriguing me. I haven't really listened to a lot of Critical Role. I really like the Adventure Zone though, which is another one of those D and D shows. Sure, sure, so sure. I might have to check that one out. They released the yeah. Red Band trailer today, and it's a gory adult animated fantasy show. So, but funny, be fun. It's on Prime. 
those critical role people like built a little empire for themselves while I was not looking. Yeah. Like I just, I came back yeah, and like, did. who are these people? Why do they have like a jillion subscribers and tons of money and a TV show of their own? But good for you. D&D got huge during the pandemic because everyone was inside and couldn't do anything. And so they just decided yeah. to try doing this thing. So lucky. And it lends itself well to doing it on online. Absolutely. Yes. And as Christian the critical says, role good people, point. They, mm-hmm. they had like their Kickstarter was for a like a 20 minute uh, special cartoon special for their characters it funded like $11 million, like the fastest funded Kickstarter in like film projects in the history of Kickstarter. So then they were going to make a 10 episode show. And then Amazon saw their show and ordered another 14 episodes. So now they're doing two 12 episode seasons on Amazon. So yeah, their empire just took off. Do they have to like, uh, like get refund the money to folks who don't want to pay for an Amazon subscription on their Patreon? I think that's a question. That's that you know that's a fair quandary. I That's a question for I wonder. That. I don't I, know. I don't know that. Yeah. But yeah, it's curious. Their stuff. empire, their problem. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 get around here. And Christian says, "Yes, God bless Bob Saget who um died." Yeah. Star full house not long after Betty White died, so all our old sitcom greats are starting to die, which is unfortunate. Ye- but yeah. Yes, it is. That was too bad. Okay, I um, shouldn't have said that before segueing into the Wick News lightning round, which is the segment of the show where we quickly go over some stories we couldn't get to in the main show and give our 20-second reactions to them. Uh, Daniel, are you ready? I am am just about ready. Okay, I'm ready. I have the lightning round. Because you have it first. All right. Daniel, okay. Uh, react to this photo from Jurassic Park Dominion. What is happening here? And is it interesting? Yes, it is interesting. That is an Atrociraptor, <laughs> which is a real dinosaur. I was worried it wasn't when I read that silly, silly name. Um, chasing Chris Pratt uh, through Malta. Um, I am really excited for Jurassic Park Dominion. I did not like Fallen Kingdom at all. Dominion sounds like it's going to be great. Pretty cool. Lovely. With time Good timing. To you have this down. Time to spare. Okay. All right. Hit me. Uh, Dan, tell me how you feel about this. Viacom, CBS, and Warner Media might sell the CW. That's. I think it's insane. Like, the CW has been around for a long time. It has like this has a very passionate following, and, and a lot of shows that just have become identified. Like, like Riverdale's a giant show. It has like a thousand DC shows, and the entire thing might get sold. I mean, it's, it's not going to get dissolved. But um, to who? And I mean, like, yeah. they'll lose content on HBO Max. They'll lose content on Discover when they kind of that. I think it's pretty big news. I, I was surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, oh, God, here are some names. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, uh, Geneva okay. Robertson Dwarrett of Captain Marvel and Graham Wagner of Silicon Valley have been announced as the showrunners on Amazon's new Fallout show adapted from the beloved video games. How do you yeah. feel about that? I am psyched about that. I, I was a little nervous when I read the news at first, but uh, so we've got a writer from Captain Marvel. We've got a producer mm-hmm. from Silicon Valley and the show Baskets. Um, with Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> which is absurd. Yeah, that one, yeah. And the producers are the two showrunners of Westworld. So I feel like that might be the perfect mesh for Fallout. Oh, Fallout. Post-apocalyptic. All right. 
Uh, go ahead. All right. The Boys season three premieres on June 3rd. What are your thoughts? I loved The Boys. Um, really fun show. Just kind of, again, it, it, it sounds cliche, like what if superheroes, but they're violent, but they have a really good satirical, smart take on things, I think, while still having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think that show is a good time. I think it has managed to kind of be the anti-superhero show and superhero shows. And I'm looking forward to that in June. 3rd. I will definitely, definitely watch that. Ah, all right. Cool. <laughs> see if I can aim for good timing. All right. Um, Daniel, as a Star Wars fan, phase two of Star Wars, The High Republic, this is this Star Wars publishing uh, initiative launches this October. Are you reading those? Are you into those? I So I am not reading them. Um, there are so many that it's almost discouraging to get into at this point mm-hmm. because they're That's really problem, so Disney. much stuff. It, it is the problem. I think it's great that they're doing it, though. It's kind of their largest publishing thing for Star Wars right now. And it is got middle grade, young adult, adult stuff, comics. So they're really going for the kids. especially. <laughs> all right. Perfect way to end that. Hit me. Um, all right. Ben Affleck, who played uh-huh. Batman yes. in the Justice League, yes, he, he opened up about his very, very, very three varies. Very, very, very hard experience on Justice League. What are your thoughts? This was sad. I mean, you're talking about how he kind of relapsed on it, how it was just a bad time. He was getting divorced, which, frankly, I think you can kind of see a little bit in those movies. He never seemed like he was fully into playing Bruce Wayne Batman, although he definitely has his fans. Um, He's not going to do Batman anymore. He's done with superhero stuff. Apparently, Ben Affleck talked him out of talking to going away from it or helped him anyway. So good for him. And that is Wait, wait. All right. Oh, you mean Matt Damon talked him out of it? Yes, I do. I mean, Matt Damon talked Ben Affleck out of it. I mean, Ben Affleck talked Ben Affleck some, about it. Yeah. Yeah, there was some multi. I mean, Damon the Flash helped. multiverse is coming. All right. I was going to move on just to ignore that ever happened. Um, okay. <clears throat> oh, that was one going to be for me. Oh, you know, I'm going to skip. We and, can swap them. To me. You want to okay, swap them? Uh, yes. Okay. Daniel, Shadow and Bone season two has begun filming. I think that's great. Um, I've been kind of waiting and wondering why they hadn't yet because the the first season netflix was kind of slow to pick up the second season um yeah but the yeah season two is going to have a lot of ambitious stuff the second book um sea and storm something something like that that one has got a lot of cool pirate stuff and creatures so looking forward to pirates yeah okay go ahead uh all right netflix is the sandman is rated ah. TVMA for sex, violence, and language. Appropriate? Right. Are you a Sandman fan, Daniel? Uh, not a ton. I've read the first uh, Omnibus. I think you'd it. like it a lot. I mean, or at least, I don't know. I, I like it a lot. I really enjoyed that thing. Cool. And it, it does make sense that it'll be a little mature show. And The Batman is like PG-13, which again, yes. it helps my theory that they're going to try and soft pedal it to like make a little franchise here. Yeah. I'm... I had that one that was really on point, and then I've kind of gone downhill from there. All right, Daniel. Um, Brandon Sanderson going. begins work on the fifth Stormlight Archive book. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, I I feel like I'm just saying I'm really excited about all of these. I'm especially excited <laughs> about this one. Uh, it's the fifth book in the Stormlight Archive, which makes it the last book of this first arc. Um, if you have enjoyed Wheel of Time, Stormlight is the next closest thing. And personally, I like it more. Um, those Ooh, books nice. are incredible. So 
love that he's working on it. I can definitely try to pick those up at some point. Um, I think it's my backlog, but we'll we'll revisit that in a later episode. Yeah. Whenever you have time to read an 1100 page book, uh, four 1100 page books. Sounds like a blast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last one. FX is adapting Octavia Butler's novel Kindred as a TV series. Cool. Like a mini series. Kindred is a a pretty classic sci-fi book or like fantasy, whatever it is. But a young black woman who yeah. kind of gets skirted back from the 70s to antebellum Maryland and a plantation. Um, really good material, really famous, really popular. And I think deserving of an adaptation, that could be a really, really good if they totally. handled it properly. And I would completely be able to watch on Hulu. I think they have that little uh, joint powdership. I'm all for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, like last time, I know we have gone pretty long because that is, that, that's how D&D do. I like what I said that. It's true. And, um, I'm glad you guys all were here to enjoy it with us. As Christian says, ready for the boys three and Jen with my, um, I agree with this too. I want HBO to even get warriors started. Have you watched this, the, the TV show warrior on HBO max? It's so no. good. If you haven't watched it, what? I mean, it, it, it was pretty under the radar. It's really, really strong. It's about um, kind of a Chinatown in San Francisco in like the 18 post civil war, like, but it's still in the 1800s. Just a really, 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 okay. I love that show. And it's kind of got like, um, it's like a Kung Fu show, but also a historical show, police drama procedural. It's excellent. And they're moving it to HBO Max for its third season. And I love that show. Uh, so if you have time to watch cool. something, I recommend that. And cool. beyond Warrior. that. Warrior. Yeah. Simple to remember. I don't know why I never, I mean, because it was on like some other network that just isn't a streaming thing, I think. And it just never really yeah. got on, although it completely deserved to. And I'll keep something for that as it goes on. But yeah, long show, good talk, loving D&D, as Julie says, Warrior is great. I agree Sweet. with that as well. And we are here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time at Winners Coming, uh, the Facebook page and the Winners Coming YouTube page. And we'll be back next week with more of this talk, more metaphors that may or may not work, more uh, pictures yes. behind the scenes of shows you want to see, more insights and opinions that you can only get here on the WIC network, <laughs> which I think it was invented. Thanks for coming on, Daniel. Uh, Thanks for me being here. And we will see all of you. You're welcome. And we will see all of you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.